Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Recorded live. Hello. Hi, Mark. Hello. Hi, Mark. Mark, hi. Hey, Kevin. Hi, how are you today? Good, man. How's it going? Great. Well, hey, I had the chance to bring my youngest daughter, uh, Bethany, with me to worship with you in Lauren Daigle in Bethlehem uh, back end of October, I guess. And uh, we didn't have a chance to catch up that day, but I wanted to speak with you about kind of the new live version of Just Be Held for my Behind the Song devotional series. And uh, <laughs> what you shared before you sang it that night was perfect. Like, I was <laughs> really hoping to kind of get that kind of from you yeah. and uh, put that together as a written article to kind of go with this new live <laughs> collection you guys just put out. So if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing how the song has really spoken to you this past year uh, of your life. Yeah. Well, um you know, all the songs that I write come from what I'm teaching and pouring into our teenagers every week. And uh, I've been a youth pastor half my life. And uh, and I, I was a youth pastor before I was writing songs. And um, so the songs came next. So I, I learned that I could really teach them well with these songs because they would, they would, they'd listen to me. And um, since Crowns has started, I uh, I've always had not only a Bible study that the songs have come from, but they've also come from an experience or something that's happened. So every song I've written, let me say that in a different way. Every song I've ever written is not only a Bible study that I've taught, but it's a situation I've lived. It's something that's happened. So if I, if I, if we write a song about a girl, it's a song about a girl. Um, yeah. And, and uh, so, because that's where we are Sunday through Wednesday, we're with families in our church since the start. And, uh, and I'm headed to the church right now. So um, there's one song on the newest record that doesn't have a story, and mm-hmm. it's called Just Be Held. And, uh, and the reason, like, well, the story behind Praise in the Storm is it's because uh, some friends that lost their little girl to cancer, and I wanted the, um, I, I really saw in that, going through that storm with that family, I really saw what worship looks like in a storm and understanding that even though today is bad, God is still good. Does that make sense? Yeah. And that's easy to say, but it's hard to live. 
And uh, and that's what I saw, and that's what I learned through walking through that with that family. And uh, and that's where Praise in the Storm came from. On this new record, I wanted to write the other half of Praise in the Storm. Since I wrote the song mm-hmm. that means to God, I wanted to write a song that was God singing to me. Yeah, I just thought through Philippians uh, with my students. And, uh, and I, one of the things I say to them a lot um, is that I've always heard since I was growing up that Philippians is called the Book of Joy. Yeah. And uh, and the, the ironic thing about that is the Book of Joy was written from prison. Yeah. And I tell them a, a, a lot. I tell them you need to write that on your mirror and read it every day, that the Book of Joy was written from prison. Um because apparently, according to God's word, joy is a little deeper than happy. You know, joy is more of an anchor. It's not a calm sea. It's an anchor under a stormy sea. And um, so we've, I've talked about that with him. So I wanted to write a song that really went along with that. And uh, Matthew West and I wrote uh, Just Be Held Together. And uh, so went on the road, sang it, did a whole tour, the entire Thrive Tour, and then uh, at the end of the tour, uh, I go to the doctor, and the mm. doctor tells me I have cancer in my right kidney, and the kidney has to come out. And uh, and that really rocked me. Uh, I wasn't ready for that. I, I'm the guy, being a youth pastor, I'm the guy that helps other people get through their stuff. Mm. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm the guy that, that, you know, encourages others. I don't have my own stuff. And uh, it really sort of stopped me in my tracks. And the way it stopped me was um, I really didn't go through a, a mad at God phase or anything. I, 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 I've always wondered what I would think when I found out I had cancer, if that ever happened to me. But I think yeah. the very first thing in my mind was how am I going to tell my kids? Yeah. How am I going to tell Melanie? How, how am I going to tell them that I have cancer and then get them through this? And suddenly – all the weight of my family was on my shoulders. And uh, because in my church, uh, as, a, as a youth pastor and on the road, I've always been, um, I believe that we're supposed to show our scars. I believe that we're supposed to share our weaknesses um, uh, with others because I think when you're real with people, it reaches people. Transparency yeah. connects with people. And I've always been really open about things. So I tell my story about being dyslexic. I tell my story about ADD. I tell my story about being the biggest dork in heaven because I bump my head on life all the time. So I've always been really out there about, you know, failure and fear and everything else. And uh, and with this, though, it was different. Because I wasn't yeah. wasn't sure how to do that because my teenagers are in my youth group. My, I mean, my kids, my children are in my youth group. Uh, Zoe is 12. Reagan is 15 and John Michael 17. Mm. And suddenly I was picturing myself standing in front of my youth group and telling them how scared I was about this cancer. And I thought, I can't do that because um, the, a, a day or two before my Wednesday night Bible study, I was, I was talking to Reagan. I said, Sir, Reagan's my 15-year-old daughter. I said, so how do you feel about all of this? you know, what, what's going on? And she said, well, you're okay, so I guess I'm okay. Hmm. And um, because I wasn't being down and negative about it, and I thought, oh, my gosh. So I, I got to keep my mouth shut. I got to bow up. I got to cowboy through this and make sure my kids don't freak out and get scared. 
Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it really bottled me up. And I didn't want to talk about it to anybody. I, I really didn't want to tell the church. Um, I didn't really want to deal. I didn't really want to be the hurting guy, the church. I, I just didn't want all that. Um, you know, everybody coming around you, and it's, it's like I don't, I don't want either. It really just pride. I didn't see it at the time. Um, but I always joke how the Lord spoke to me through my wife uh, because yeah. he's, <coughs> he does that often. And uh, oh, she reminded me. I've... <laughs> Do what? Well, I agree with that. I was, I'll talk about that in a second. But go ahead, please. Yeah. So, so you know, he spoke to me jokingly. Uh, my wife just said, you know, this is the church. These are our people, and these are the people that are going to pray for us. I said, you're right. And, uh, you know, I told the church and and let that part of it go, but I still didn't know how to talk about it openly in front of the kids. So we had three concerts left before um, the surgery, and uh, and the world didn't know yet. And um, I hadn't, we hadn't made it public. So I'm getting up on the stage, and I'm singing all of our songs like everything's fine. And, and the funny part is that I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, punching myself in the face with my own songs, you know, because I've got all this yeah. struggle going on, but I'm singing, you know, Voice of Truth, Who Am I, Stor- uh, Praising the Storm, all these songs, you know, that, that say it's going to be okay. You need to trust God. And I'm like, come on, okay, okay. Uh, but the very first night, as I'm singing through these songs and they're kind of they're speaking to me, God's getting a hold of my heart. I come to the song "Just Be Held." Yeah. And the very first lines of the song are, uh, "Hold it all together. Everybody needs you strong. Then life hits you out of nowhere and barely leaves you holding on." When you're tired of fighting and you're chained by your control, there's freedom and surrender. Lay it down and let it go. Um, and in that moment, I realized that I was the story for this song. <laughs> and I, I've never been one of those guys that sees everything as a sign. You know, I don't see every bird that flies over my shoulder. doesn't have a word for me. I'm just not that guy. Um, but... I knew in that moment as I, was, as I was singing that song in front of those people that God gave me that song a year and a half ago because he knew I was going to need it. Mm. And um, and it, it was just a, a really, a really, really cool moment on the stage. And uh, and that's my story. Mm. Well, the verse, the verse, I mean, you can refer to anywhere in Philippians, but... Uh, but the verse specifically is that the scripture says, don't be anxious. Hmm. Um, but with prayer and, and with thanksgiving, uh, make your request be known to God. And I always like that verse. And then one one day was reading it, and it kind of caught me off guard that I realized it said, you know, basically if you're really anxious about something, Pray with Thanksgiving. <laughs> mm. like, what? How do you pray with Thanksgiving when you're going crazy? And uh, you know, how do I pray to th- pray with Thanksgiving when I'm anxious? And God showed me that that this is how you do it. God, thank you that you're not anxious. I know I'm anxious. I know I don't know where this is going. But just because I don't see a plan doesn't mean mm. there is no plan. And 
I know that you are not anxious. You're not anxious about a, a moment of my life, so I'm going to have to rest in what you know instead of what I know. Yeah, that's amazing. And um, so, Mark, a couple things. Thank you, one, for your willingness to always invite us into your story. Because I've seen, I believe this last time I just saw you with my daughter was my, I think, 12th time I've worshipped with you guys live. Um, <laughs> and I think this was my third time, my, my little girl. Um, so I have three, three children also. My girls are, I have all girls. Uh, mine are um, almost 16. Uh, 12 and 9, so I'm kind of like right there with you guys. Um, oh, yeah. My wife and I, my wife and I have been married 21 years. Um, you know, so I very much uh, have been uh, ministered to and preached to uh, <laughs> through my wife as well. Um, but I agree. The theme, the theme I've heard as I've grown as a believer, and the theme I've heard this past year in writing these devotionals. So you and I have done. I think five or six of these together over the years. And yeah. this this part of the application of your of this song, your testimony, reminds me of when we talked about courageous. And I I love that there is an an arc basically uh, to to your music ministry. First off, I wanted to thank you that courageous really taught me Micah six eight. <laughs> I uh, I. I always love that verse, but I really feel like I now hear that verse being sung over me, and it has very much shaped my walk as a believer. And, of course, that song has shaped my walk as a dad and as a husband and as a mm. spiritual leader. Um, because as a devotional writer, I'm also having to be a spiritual leader in some way. And what I wanted to tie in with your Philippians comment about not being anxious is what the Lord has shown me this past year is that is clearly something he wants us to know um, because I've now seen it for myself but also read anecdotally that there are 365 different references in God's word to not being afraid, not having fear, not having anxiety, not having worry. Yeah. And there's enough reminders in God's word for a daily reminder of that. And mm. I love what you said about that. It's not that you don't, you're not anxious because the Lord knows we're anxious. That's the enemy's, one of the enemy's number one uh, tools, but the Lord is not anxious. He's, he's in control. And, and you allowing the Lord to sing this over you and allowing this to carry you through, I think will carry so many people through whatever they're, they're struggling with, whatever they're dealing with. And I also want to tie in Zephaniah 317, if that's okay. Um, yeah. Because I love the Lord singing over us. I just literally this morning read Zephaniah 317 in my own Bible study, and I am moved every time I think of that concept, let alone, you know, even imagine that it's true. Um, and I wondered if you had any kind of takeaway uh, as we sort of close on how do you like people to apply this in their own walks and how it has ministered to you since you did sort of share about your struggle and your illness and kind of where you are today. Okay. Give me that last question again. I didn't understand exactly oh, what it was. Yeah. Share um, how you'd like other people to apply the message of the song in their own walks, their own struggles, and then in closing kind of how you are doing today. You know, how how has this really helped you uh, in your own oh, walks? 
I got you. Well, you know, I, I, every night in the concerts when I'm telling the story, I have um, cancer survivors stand up and mm. the whole room applauds them. And, uh, and every night that they stand up, they look at me and there's this connection. Mm. There's that fellowship of suffering. There's that, I understand everything you just said because I've been there and they've mm. probably been there probably even darker than, than I was. It just the cancer probably being a lot worse, you know, and, and, and um, and I, and I raise my hand up and I wave to each one of them. And they, when their hands go up in the air, it just, man, it gets me. And there, there's been a time or two where I haven't been able to start the song for a minute. Mm. I'm just knowing that, you know, when you, our, most of our ministry should always be one-on-one. You know, life on life, and knees on knees, knees to knees, sitting, sitting down to coffee and talking about, you know, talking about life, I've always done discipleship. But when you're in a big group like that, sometimes it's hard to see what God's doing and uh, just be held as one of those moments that I see people uh, leaning into each other a little bit more um, because this is the song that's sort of pointing them to God right now. I see it all through the room, and it just reminds me that God really is who he says he is. Hmm. Well, amen to that. I'm I was ministered to as well. Um, there was somebody in my same row, just so you know, um, in Bethlehem who stood, and others, family members, loved ones, were with them, and I was also moved. And uh, yeah, that's um, and I think I've told you this before, but my testimony is the reason we're talking right now is I credit the biblical messages of Christian music to Lady Christ, and that's now why I've been writing these devotionals. Um, because there's so much power in God's word. And for me, it was in 99 is when I got saved, but it was a few years before that I heard that first Charles and Clay record. And I had never heard anything like that. Um, I'm, I'm a massive music fan. I have 15,000 CDs, just so you know. If you're ever, if you're ever up in a silly way and you want to see a, a, a pretty broad CD selection, I'll be happy to take you to my basement and, and show you. Um, but... I was right before my wife was pregnant with our first daughter and the Lord got a hold of my heart through Christian music. And it was actually back when CDs had hidden tracks at the end and uh, people would share at the end of that hidden track. Well, if you remember the band Rays, um, they had that song all around the world. It was like a dancey song in the late night. And I was doing DJing. I was DJing youth group events and whatever. And I bought that record, and I listened through it. And that very last song is called Always and Forever. And um, at the end of that track, it's a nine-minute track on the, the CD because the last five minutes of it are the singer giving his personal testimony and then inviting you, the listener, to say the sinner's prayer with him. And I um, literally I literally credit that moment in my walk. That is the moment God grabbed me and said, this is you. I'm speaking directly to you. And I, I gave my heart to Jesus on November 12th, 1999. And then a year later, my first daughter was born. She was a millennial baby. Um, and, uh, and that's now why I do this. So thank you for your wow. consistent partnership with me because obviously the whole album Thrive uh, has ministered to me. I gave it a 
five-star review, and it was one of my top 15 albums of last year, as you, you may recall. Uh, and I'm excited to just keep partnering with you guys and writing up these kinds of stories for the church. I believe that's the Big C Church. That's what we're all part of. It's not about denominations. It's, it's how can we spread the gospel and encourage one another with God's word through song. And uh, awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you, and God bless. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. Uh, you too. Until our next conversation, all the best to you. Thanks, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right. All right. Love you. Bye-bye.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.